You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch podcast. It's Monday, December 6th. I'm Mike Pierce, HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. The Oregon governor calls for a special session to prevent winter evictions. An update on the student housing market. And why are property sellers in the best position in 15 years? HFO's podcasts are sponsored by the construction firm of J.R. Johnson, offering restoration and emergency repair work for multifamily properties. HFO is your leading multifamily real estate firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. Oregon Governor Kate Brown announced Tuesday that the legislature will hold a special session to address preventing evictions of renters. The special session, set to begin on December 13th, comes just after the state announced it would stop accepting rental acceptance applications until at least mid-January, noting that it already paid out and allocated all of the $289 million received in federal emergency rental assistance. The governor said she met with legislators, landlord associations, and housing advocates to discuss a possible session. She said that she would propose extending the eviction protections for those who have applied for rental assistance, ensuring landlords were paid in full for the rent that they're owed, and providing up to $90 million in additional rental assistance to support low-income tenants through the winter. Brown also said that she hopes to provide $100 million in transition from large-scale pandemic-related emergency rental assistance to long-term rental protections. In the past five months, Oregon Housing and Community Services have received nearly 51,000 applications for rental assistance. It has paid out about 22,000 of those applications and has allocated funds for approximately 3,400 more. About 60 local housing, healthcare, and labor organizations and local governments announced their support for the session, including the SEIU, the Coalition of Communities of Color Habitat for Humanity of Oregon, and the cities of Beaverton, Bend, Gresham, Hillsborough, and Portland. How is the student housing market faring? The return of most college students to in-person learning this fall has given a boost to student housing, according to new analysis by Fannie Mae. Improving fundamentals have brought investors back in mass. While college enrollments have declined for eight straight years, buyers didn't seem to be worried. A three-month surge in buying that began around the time classes started has reached historic highs, according to the data used in the analysis. The pandemic turbulence experienced throughout 2020 for student housing could be in the rearview mirror, Fannie Mae said. Returns were shown to be performing extremely well and even exceeding pre-pandemic highs. As of September, occupancy rates tracked by Fannie Mae were about 94.1 compared to September 2020's occupancy rate of 88.2. And September's 2019 rate was 92.8. Occupancies are considered full if they're at 90%. As a result of COVID-19 vaccination requirements, relaxed enrollment regulations, and pent-up demand, fall 2021, occupancy rates are at record high levels. There are several factors driving increased transaction volume, and the most prevalent are an abundance of new debt and new equity capital, more so than we've seen in past several years combined. Most student housing is selling significantly faster, but at much higher values and lower capitalization rates, according to the data. CoStar data shows $2.1 billion in student housing properties sold from September 1st through November 29th, versus $850 million for the same period last year. That is the highest three-month total of student housing sales ever according to the data. Deals transacted in that period this year have been acquired at an average capitalization rate of 5.2%, versus a year earlier projected an annual return of 7.3%. The lower rate implies less risk to the buyer. The average sale price this year was $298,000 compared to $201,000 last year, and acquired properties were only on the market an average of 3.8 months this year, versus 7.5 months in 2020. Increased demand is also driving the numbers. 
The sector is not without risks, according to Fannie Mae. Headwinds consist of declining enrollments over the next several years. As of fall 2021, total undergraduate enrollment has declined 3.2% year over year. This is now the eighth consecutive year in which all undergraduate enrollments have declined. New COVID-19 variants such as Omicron could also cause a drop in tendency if students are forced to move online again for an extended period. Still, there is room for student housing owners to grow their rent rolls. There is a high percentage of students who still live off-campus renting houses from local nearby property owners, which gives student housing room to grow organically. Some current owners are taking advantage of the hot investment market to cycle out of the sector, though. According to the report, the continued growth is driven by an ongoing surge in demand that started in the spring and is yet to subside. The average U.S. occupancy rate of stabilized property reached a record high of 96.1% in September, up 1.4% year-over-year. Through September... Some 475,000 units were absorbed nationally, topping the previous all-time annual high. Occupancy was equal for lifestyle properties and renters by necessity units. That's an unusual occurrence. Historically, rent increases tend to flatten between September and March. Matrix analysts expect the growth should start to slow as short-term factors such as impact of stimulus funds and pent-up consumer demand are met. Property sellers are in their best position in 15 years to get close to their desired asking price, according to the latest monthly CoStar commercial repeat sale indices. The sale-to-price-to-asking ratio in October narrowed by 2.3 percentage points to 94.6%, the tightest this figure has been since 2006. Driving the dynamic is demand for income-producing commercial real estate, particularly in markets outside major cities while buyers are staying away from underperforming properties. Steady price growth in secondary and tertiary markets has outpaced price growth at the top end for the first time in four months, according to the indices. Price growth has slowed for the top properties in major markets such as New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles, and it is taking less time for sellers to get their desired price. The average number of days on the market for properties declined in October to 218 days, a drop of 0.8% over a month and the lowest it's been since July 2020. Meanwhile, the number of properties withdrawn from the market by discouraged sellers receded by 5 percentage points to 22.6 during that same 12-month period. We're seeing gains in both the large and small markets. CoStar's repeat sales indices are broken into two segments, value-weighted that reflects big sales often found in larger markets, and equal-weighted that's made up of more numerous but lower-priced sales in smaller areas. Both indices moved higher in October, but the equal-weighted U.S. composite index advanced to a stronger pace. The equal-weighted index moved up 1.4% in October and was up 13.1% for the same 12-month period, ending in October. The index is now 17.9% above the pre-pandemic level, Meanwhile, the value-weighted U.S. Composite Index edged 1% higher in October. That's the eighth consecutive month of growth, but its third month of decelerating gains. The index was up 14.5% in the 12-month period ending in October, but is now 14.5% higher than it was in February 2020, before the onset of the pandemic. Investors in October also shunned troubled properties, according to the indices. Distressed repeat sale trades fell for a third consecutive month. About 1.3% of all repeat sale trades were distressed in October, and the third consecutive month this number has fallen and is now at the lowest point since April 2020. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interviews. There's always something new to check out on our website. HFO TV videos are on our website and our YouTube channel, and you can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Department Investor blog, available on our website. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.